This gospel message is brought to you by the redeemed Christian Church of God, Fountain of Love, Aberdeen, UK. Open your heart to receive this life-changing Word of God. Yes, few minutes speak to us, Lord, for all those that have done everything to make this particular service to be aired and to be sent across the airwaves. We thank you for their lives. Accept our worship. Accept our praise. Never leave us, O oh God. Never leave us. We worship you. Mm, never fail me yet. Never fail me yet. Jesus, love has never failed me This one thing I know, wherever I go, Jesus, Lord, I must never fail me yet. That's our testimony. You never fail. Thank you. It's our collective testimony. Yet we have one of your daughters that sent in a testimony that we will share, but Lord, this is our testimony. You never fail. To you be the glory, to you be the honor. In Jesus' marvelous name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm looking forward to the time when we will all be together again and just have that wonderful ambience, you know. Uh, we could just go on and on celebrating the presence of God here. And I'm sure you are feeling it wherever you are. You are feeling it in your living room. You are feeling it in wherever you are seated, your dining or whatever. Or possibly in the garden, you know. But I just know this God is wonderful, faithful, and deserving of all praise and honor. Once again, just as our minister has worshipped you, um, sorry, welcome you and led us in the opening hymn and in worship. Um, I just want to welcome you once again and say, come into the, uh, welcome you to the presence of the Lord, welcome you to the house of the Lord, uh, which is in your own house at this moment, and we give him all the honor and glory. I will share with us briefly from the scripture in a moment, but we have one perfect, um, wonderful, I say perfect, yes, it, it looks perfect because it has practically all the ingredients of a good testimony. And I'll read through the testimony for us, and then in a moment, I will um, share with us from the scripture. It says, good morning. Um, yes, it's still morning. Yes. He said, I testify to God's mercy and faithfulness in my life. He said, at the start of this past week, I became really unwell a few days after I had contact with COVID-19 patients as I was solely directly involved in their management. He said, I was not down with the classical symptoms of COVID-19, which is a high-grade fever or any respiratory symptoms, but I had chills, low-grade temperature, episodes of diarrhea with headaches and generalized body pains. So I called in sick as a result of this. I became very weak, lightheaded, troubled with severe pain, and struggled to carry out my daily activities. He said, I had a couple of painkillers. We didn't help, so I decided to get tested for COVID-19 towards the end of the week because I was not getting better. It has also been recorded that some patients who presented with same symptoms have tested positive to this deadly virus. 
So thoughts of possible COVID-19 infection ran through my mind. What if this was the case? I said, I have never been this unwell before. What if my son becomes unwell as well? Anyway, I kept on praying for healing, declaring God's word, declaring Psalm 91, verses 15 and 16, and rejecting every evil imagination. I then had a revelation where I saw myself testifying, and I had the song, I testified, sung by Adahehi in my spirit. I felt peace within, giving God thanks for answer prayers. The Lord himself showed up mightily as I tested negative to COVID-19 with all symptoms gone. And I am now completely healed. And she says, hallelujah, praise the Lord. It can only be God. Who has done this? Jesus. To him alone be all the glory. That's from Dr. Chichi Ofo. What a good God we serve. I'm sure many people have heard things like that before. And you've been worried, oh, this cold, this thing, it seems to fit in into all the symptoms of COVID virus. But I know there is no sickness that will dwell in your body. I know death and illness and sicknesses shall be very far away from us in Jesus' name. So we thank God for our sister, for the powerful testimony. And we pray that more of such continual deliverance. We don't need to go through the pain, but just waking up, going to bed, healthy, stronger, shall be our portion in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. And so, Lord, in this next few minutes, speak to us, guide us, speak your heart unto us, show us the way. Let it be well. Let the preaching of your word and the hearing of your word bring light and illumination unto us. Let the word of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our God. At the end of it all, let us live here rejoicing, reassured that our God is with us. In Jesus' marvelous name, we have prayed. Hallelujah. So we continue with our topic, which is um, developing a winning response in times of crisis. Developing, and so we started on strategy about two Sundays ago. And we mentioned a few strategies that we need to put in place. The two Sundays exactly ago, we mentioned clearly that you need to put in strategies. You need to put in strategies. And I think the last Sunday, we then spoke about some strategies. We used three stories about the need for you to fight and win so that the battle that you did not fight now will not come back to bite you later on. And so we encourage our hearts that we should keep rejoicing, keep fighting, keep pressing on. And so today, we go forth in the, this area of strategies again. And what I want to talk to us today is growth, a winning strategy in times of crisis. Growth, a winning strategy in times of crisis. There are many reasons we try to give when there's adversity. Why? We, we always ask the reason. Why, why is this happening? I mean, anyone should, must have asked, Lord, why, why this? Uh, why did you allow it? Why didn't you stop it? We know God is not behind evil, but we know that there's nothing that happens on the surface of the earth without his direct or tacit approval. So we probably have thought a lot about that, but I believe one of the reasons why God allowed it is found in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 2. 
He said, and you shall remember, Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 2, and you shall remember that the Lord your God led you all the way these 40 years in the wilderness. He was talking about the children of Israel, their period of adversity. He said, to humble you, number one, and test you to know what was in your heart, whether you will keep his commandments or not. And you know, we've been talking a lot about 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. Number one reason is to humble the nations and even we believers to expose unto us the things we don't know or the things that we need to even thank God for. Without any shadow of that, we had reports about, you know, people that are now discovering that they need to get held there. We had a report about families in which it's now become more open unto them that things are not as well as we thought. So God uses adversities to humble us. Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, as I said, he said, if my people were called by my name, number one, shall humble themselves. Then every other thing will follow after. And I pray that the number one thing that, we, that God is walking in and through us at this time is this area of being humble to know where we need to grow and to step into that area and begin to grow. We are not just being humble for the sake of it, but we must get better. Amen. So God does not run a person through difficulties in life so that he's only so that he can get better. And I've mentioned that to us a few times before, that there's no company that is worth his salt that does not do a lot of quality assurance and quality testing. You don't have a child in your house unless they've been subjected unto so much of tests. I was in the car, just occurred to me, I was in the car with uh, one, of our, one of my younger protégés and uh, one of our brothers, and we were driving over the cobblestone in my city here in Aberdeen. You know, the cobblestones, they, they make the car shake. And, and you know, we were, we were entering into a conversation, and he said, well, this, all these things that are shaking, and I hope it does not affect the car. I said, no, it should not. Because before your car leaves the, 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 um, the, the production line, they will have driven it over the cobblestone, probably done that for about six hours in simulation or in direct test. So if you drive over a little cobblestone and your boat start falling out of place, that's a failure. So God also, so that we can become more useful, he puts us through some quality tests so that we can be better, so that we can grow. If there's anything that is found in that car before they roll it out of the assembly line into the showroom, they must fix it immediately. You know what? God wants to fix a few things in my life and your life. And I'm open unto him. Please, let's be open unto him so that he can fix it and fix it well. So, we do not just get tested and humbled for the sake of it, but that we may get better. So, we get better when we grow. And I will mention four simple facts out of many that we could mention about growth. I will mention four simple facts that we know about growth, but there definitely are more. Number one, the human capacity for growth and exploits is limitless. I hope you are not shocked to hear that. The human capacity for growth and exploit is limitless. And this is simply because God puts the capacity in us, humans, by design and by decree. When he made us, he said, go and multiply and replenish the heart and subdue it. So subdue the lions, subdue the mountains, subdue the river, and we have subdued everything as he mentioned to us in Genesis chapter 1 verse 28. So by design, he designed us such a people that we have incredible capacity to meet any challenge that comes our way, believer or no believer. 
And so let's just perish that thought first. That it's a matter of being a Christian. That don't even don't even go about it. God uses anybody and everybody because that is our DNA as human beings. We are scalable in capacity. We, we expand with capacity. And the more pressure you put on a human being, the more likely that human being will grow. And I feel like just going home now and, and just lie down and say, Lord, just show me where I need to grow. Because without any shadow of doubt, you don't allow this pressure for nothing. We are unlimited as human beings. Because God has put that capacity in us. In Luke chapter 1 verse 17, it says, For with God nothing will be impossible. And he joined that in the scripture by the Holy Spirit with Mark chapter 9 verse 23. With God nothing will be impossible. You agree with that, don't you? That's an easy one to believe. But when you then go to Mark chapter 9 verse 23, he went a little bit further. He said, Jesus said to him, the man that brought his child that was being tormented by some terrible spirit and illness, he said unto him, Jesus our Lord, if you can believe all things are possible to him who believes. That is, unto him that believes nothing shall be impossible as well. You agree with me? So, unto God, nothing is impossible. Unto man, yeah, it's not heresy. If you believe, nothing will be impossible for you as well. I just hope I will start functioning just a tiny bit of that. Believe you me. I just hope my brothers and sisters listening today will begin to function at that level. I just trust God, beg him that we begin to function with the, with the realization of that. But you know the problem, brethren, in the physical things, do you know the non-Christians, they are functioning at that level already. They take on anything. And I know we Christians, we do it as well. But I'm talking about in their own world, they just try anything and everything. We go to the moon, we go to the star, we go everywhere. And yet in the area of the spiritual, where they don't have a clue, we should also be talking in, along that line, in addition to the line in which they are talking about the physical thing. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying clearly? So God has created us to be absolutely unlimited. I wrote here that installed capacity in us is to the level of Christ Jesus. What do I mean by that? Installed capacity, you know? Everything that you make, there's an installed capacity. There's a car, you make a car, there's a, there's a maximum speed the car can reach no matter what you do, you know? Um, so let's say 143 miles per hour, that's the fastest the car can go. They've tested it, they've shown it. But for you, us as human beings, what is our installed capacity? It's to the level where Christ was when he was here on earth. Instead, in, 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 in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 15, Ephesians 4, verse 15, I read the Good News Bible version. He said, instead, by speaking the truth in a spirit of love, he was talking about do not be tossed around to and fro by every wind of doctrine, but let us grow up in him. That's the old King James Version. But the new King James Version said in verse 15 that instead of being tossed around, let us speak the truth in a spirit of love. We must grow up in every way to Christ or to the level of Christ. I just want to establish that for you. All right. So, the human capacity for growth and exploit is limitless because by capacity, God has designed us and decreed us to be so. Also, our capacity for growth is limitless because the dividing line between humans and others is the capacity to grow astronomically. That is what separates us. I'm wondering as well. I don't know for sure that of all the creation of God, we are the only one that can keep growing and growing even beyond our normal state. No matter how much a monkey tries. No matter, that's why I didn't come from Abe. Those that came from Abe, those that are causing. God made me specially. 
Everything in creation, they share things together. So don't let me even go there. You know, because the similarity of some of the things we share with apes or fish, that does not make us that. You agree with me? We all share things. So we share some DNA, but that does not mean we came from them. And they can't grow beyond where they are. But human beings, we can grow and grow and grow. And God himself made that clear unto us how far we can go. And it was purposeful. In Psalm 8, verses 3 to 5. When I look at the night sky and see the work of your fingers. So the man started from there. The moon and the stars you set in place. Words are mere mortals that you should think about them. Human beings that you should care for them. Yet you made them a little lower than Elohim, than God, not angels, and crowned them with glory and honor. Brethren, we are far apart from, I, angels have been made, been made, I don't think they do grow, we can grow. We can move to the next level, they are perfect beings, that's what it is. God himself cannot be bigger than God, but we can grow. Wow. Wow. So it's in our hand. It's in my hand. And as I'm saying this, I say, Lord, when I appear to you, please, please have mercy on me. Don't let him say, Chris, you could have grown bigger. What happened to you? You could have done more. You have the capacity. You have the physical capacity. It might not look like that. If you are turned to me, I will have strengthened you. You have the mental capacity. You have the spiritual capacity. Brethren, he even said in Psalm 82 verse 6, Psalm 82 verse 6, I said you are gods. <laughs> With small g. And all of you are children of the most high God. Well, David was not sleeping or was not making a mistake when he wrote that one. To let you know the Holy Spirit inspired him, Jesus Christ repeated it. In John chapter 10, when they were challenging him, when he was making a bold claim that he came out from God and from God, he said, even Sammy, Sonani Sammy, didn't, didn't you read it? You rabbi, didn't you read your Bible? He said that you are God's and all of you the sons of the most high. So what's your problem? So you don't grow beyond where you are because you don't know who you are. He was telling them, he said, you Pharisees, I met you and I will leave you here. You will, be, you, will be not, you will not be remembered many years from now simply because you don't even know what God has called you to be. May I know whom God has called me to be. May you know who God, may we fly in that. Do you know what? It's never late. If you are 80 and you are listening to my voice, I will pray that God will give you the grace. If, sorry, if you are more than 80 and you are listening to my voice, I will pray special prayer for you. But if you are less than 80, you have not started. Moses started at 80. So tell me your excuse. So don't say, ah, no, 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 no. Because as I'm thinking, see, quite a few years away from 80 by the special grace of God, so I will run now. Will you run? Shall we allow God to do what he wants to do with us? And he will do it in Jesus' name. And as I mentioned before to you, please don't be overwhelmed by human progress and ingenuity. That is what we are wired to do. We just need to play our part. As I mentioned earlier, let me just mention one thing on that, that human capacity being limitless. It is also limited because a complex involving world needs an equally capable dynamic caretaker, which human beings are. I repeat that. God has made us to be limitless in our capacity. So I'm not throwing a statement around. We are backing it up with other reasons to let you know which we agree with, which we say, oh, that is true. A complex, evolving world that we live in, in which viruses are springing up every time, the ones that were not there one year ago, 
There are some discoveries of things that are happening every day. The world is constantly evolving and throwing all sorts of things at us as have never been thrown before. If human beings are static and cannot grow to respond, we are done for. So God has to put it in us that the nature, the world I'm putting you is evolving. Things will be thrown at you that your ancestors didn't know, that you didn't have a clue about. I better put in you the ability to grow up and scale to that level and deal with them. So if you take that truth home, then there's nothing that comes away that you want to overcome. Oh, did I make that one up? What did Psalm 115 say? Psalm 115 verse 16. He said, the heaven, even the heavens are the Lord's. But the earth he has given to who? The children of men. We are the managers here. And we must give a good account of what he has called us to do. Number two, fact. Number one, fact, we said is what? The human capacity for growth and exploit is what? It's limitless. Please be excited. Amen. I was almost going to say, please encourage your children. We, we too, we have not finished yet. Understand what I'm saying? Don't let me negate what I'm saying. Oh, I say, that, please raise the children to let them know there's no way they cannot read. Don't look at what you are saying. There's nothing that those children, for good, they cannot become. But leave them alone. We are still here. Hallelujah. And so we will grow into that. So number two point, the greatest stimulus for growth is crisis or adversity. We don't want to hear that as human beings. <laughs> The greatest stimulus for growth is crisis or adversity. Job knew that by revelation in Job chapter 23 verse 10. Job 23 verse 10. He said, but he knows the way that I take. When he has tested me, I shall do what? Come forth as gold. Hallelujah. He knows me inside out. That's what it means. He knows my capacity and capability. He knows that I won't break. So when he has finished testing me, it's only the dross that we go, the gold will remain. That is the God. God of Job is the God of Jesus Christ. He's my God, he's my father. He's your father. And so if he's allowing us to go through this crisis, it's because he knows that we shall come out as gold. The greatest stimulus is for what? Is for, for growth is crisis or adversity. And Peter, the apostle, mentioned in 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 6 and 7, 1 Peter 1, 6 and 7, he said, in this you greatly rejoice, though not for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the appearing or revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ. Please don't waste the crisis. Amen. They are precious. Crises are precious. Uh, we don't look for them, but when they come, don't waste them. It is waiting for you to grow with it. It never feels good, and nobody should call for crisis. But as soon as it appears, guard your loins and just say, well, it's here now. Let's see what we shall do with this one, how we shall come out better. But if it is allowed, it will serve its purpose in our life. If crisis is allowed, when God allow, brings it on, we will grow with it. So what are some of the things, you know, that crisis can stimulate? Or which area of growth can crisis stimulate? Just mention a few in skills. Those things that you never learned or never will know you will learn. <laughs> I was talking, talking to the uh, uh, team sometime, you know, when, you know, when we're discussing about 
uh, all these remote and virtual meetings. I mean, I've signed a long time. I mean, if, uh, by the grace of God, I'm blessed with a wonderful team around us, you know, as a church, incredibly, you know, um, uh, gifted people and skilled people. And, and so as time went by, just had to be dropping a few things and area of technical things, I just have to drop them. Why, why duplicate? You can do it 50, 100 times better than I do. But now I put to the deep end, I have to now, at least for a little while, transmit remotely. And me on Facebook, learning to do Facebook Live? Lord, what is happening to me? Me on Instagram Live? Oh, I resented it for so long. I fought it. I didn't have... Look, and those things, I don't know what other people feel about it. I really don't think they are user-friendly because I'm used more to... to the typical GUI, you know, um, what do you call it, a graphic user interface, a good one on the computer in which you press the mouse. I know how menus drop. I know how tabs drop. They don't do that. You need to find somewhere, and then some other things you're not looking for pops up. I don't want to. I don't want to see you. I just want to do live stream. Folks, I have to learn this. Oh, I'm coming out better. I'm, com I'm shiny. And um, believe you me, I, I, you know me, I, I, just, I, I just kind of tolerated this social media. And I said, you, you do it. Let, let me preach. Now, I like it or not, I have to buy into it. Hallelujah. Which one are you growing in yourself? Amen? And there are many other skills like that that we all need to pick up. That is the area God has pushed me into. That is the deep end he has pushed me to. Also, brethren, we also need to use this crisis as a stimulus for growth in the area of innovation in relationships. Amen? Sometimes, brethren, don't let's complain about this strained relationship. You know what? I just thought of it. Do you know that you can become an expert in dealing with a difficult person when God has allowed a difficult, close relationship to be around you? The one you can't get away from. You know, there are, I mean, if it had been a place of work, you'd be calculating your head, you'd be pushing application out like no man's business, that my, 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 I'm not staying here. And you jump, ah, you find another work. I mean, as long as you're under this cover of Jesus Christ, within this redeemed Christian church of God, within this fountain of love, by the mercy of the Lord that has been shown, oh, you find another one. I know that. I know who we serve. But the one that you, the you cannot run away from. You know what happens? God is building new skills in you. Some of you will become international negotiators <laughs> after this. Oh, when whoever, I don't want to be more explicit than that. Whoever is close to you has been probably you so hard. You will need to come up with negotiating skills. And that one may bring millions to that family later. I tell you. I mean, there is no opposer that can be. You can walk away from a deal. This is a deal you can't walk away from. And you must solve this. You must get the deal work. You will use it later. Some of us will come out with skills in compromise and assertiveness, all balanced together. Times you need to compromise, times you need to assert, and yet everything. And you find out that things are getting better. No more complaining, brethren. Amen? No more complaining. See it as an opportunity for growth. It's an opportunity for just making yourself to be able to get over the situation that we are in. And the Lord will help us. Amen? The Lord will help us grow in what God has done and appreciate what God has done 
and grow in the knowledge of God, which we've been talking about, which is in prayer, in word, and in worship. I hope you are taking note of all that. I didn't expatiate on them, but I know we are men and women of understanding, and those things are easier for us to understand. Please go in the knowledge of God in prayer. We spent the past three weeks now, isn't it? Three weeks today when we started praying. And the Lord did it on our heart as we, we, the first week, we, we're not even praying for particular things. We are praying to know to pray. And I know that, I mean, in many of us, our prayer lives will not be the same. Because, you know, that's an area we have worked. Okay, let's go to fact number three. So, fact number one, what did we say again? We said that human capacity for growth and exploit is what? Is limitless. Fact number two, the greatest stimulus for growth is crisis or adversity. And number three, growth is highly rewarding. So, I'm about to round up now. Growth is highly rewarding. Matthew chapter 25, verses 20 and 21. Matthew, thank you, Father. Matthew 25, verses 20 and 21. You know, that man who decided, who was given five talents, the Bible said he used his five talents very well. And what simply happened to him was what? He was able to get an approval and a reward. Not only an approval, verbal approval from the Lord, he was rewarded with more blessings. He was rewarded. So please know that when we talk about growth, it's not for the sake of it. It's because there is a reward in it. Growth gives us um, a variety to life. Uh, without it, life will be very boring. Doing the same thing all over, all over, all over. And you could see the excitedness and the animated way in which I spoke about, you know, having to figure around using all these little apps here and there. It makes life more exciting, to be honest. I won't have been so bored and doing. So God presented growth opportunities so that more excitement can be built to our lives. And that's the way God has created us as human beings. Seize them. Also, the reward of growth can be in the area of recognition and approval that you get. The recognition and approval you get. Nobody cares about someone that is stagnant. Mm? We should go for that. Why should, why should we be trampled upon? Why don't you want to get to the place of honor? And don't, don't wait for it to be put on you like that. No, let do something in your life. Know that by the grace of God, God walked in you. And where you are standing, you are not just being dashed. God made you to be worthy. Because in Proverbs 13 verse 4, he said, The soul of a lazy man desires and has nothing. But the soul of the diligent shall be made rich. Amen. Of course, you know Proverbs 22, 29. Proverbs 22, 29. He said, do you see a man who excels in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before unknown men. I pray that greatest pain that human beings have, which is pain and regret, that people feel when they feel that they've been left behind by their mates will not be our portion. It's real. Brethren, it's real. You look around, you say, why has everybody moved on? And, but now, you, God will give you speed. You will catch them. Uh, and I pray for those ones too. As many of them are in the house of, of faith, they won't wait for you too. So that will, you, but God will give you double steps. Many of many look around them and say, what have I done with myself? Say, years have passed. And it's because... That's God, the way God has created us. We, he's not created us to be stagnant. He wants us to grow from one level onto another so that God's name shall be glorified through our lives. And finally, growth must be intentionally pursued. It's not that growth should only be highly rewarding, nor that it is a stimulus, for, uh, not that crisis is a stimulus that brings growth. Growth must be intentionally pursued. Somebody says change is inevitable, growth is optional. 
growth must be pursued intentionally. Nothing grows without input. Give back to a child, don't feed that child, you know the outcome. Plant uh, a tree or whatever, rain doesn't fall on it, you don't fertilize it, especially if the soil is not good enough, you know the outcome. Change is inevitable. I dare say to you, brothers and sisters, friends, the society will change whether you like it or not. In fact, the society has changed. Don't wish that it hasn't. It has changed. It has changed. And it's affected many of us in many ways than we think. This issue of not even contacting each other, I hope we shall have it back. Some of us have gone so far into it that it's no longer instinctual. It is the thing we do by instinct before. But those are even the things that are questionable in the effect that they have or not. But society will change whether you like it or not. The only question is if you will be left behind or you will maximize the great changes that God has designed in you that you should allow. There are many things that we need to allow God to change in us. What are some steps towards benefiting from crisis-induced growth? Crisis-induced growth. Crisis can induce it, but respond to it, I beg. Hmm? Number one, number one step to benefit from it is introspection. Look deeply inward and ponder. Introspection. We mentioned that earlier. Ask the question, what is going on? Ask the question, what is the purpose? And I think since this started, Many of us have done a fair deal of that, and we've done a fair deal of that today. All the introduction is about that, that God wants to use it. So do some introduction. Number two, under how you can benefit or be intentional about growth, direction. Plot a direction. Which ways should I change and grow? Could be social aspects, in personal or communal level, could be spiritual aspects. Those are bread and butter uh, stuff, as we normally say. Number three, execution. So introspection, looking what? Get a direction you will go, and then execute it. Start something and start it now. It's no point moaning. Start something and start it now. Start at the personal and rather low level. Simple things, cooking, knitting. I learned the men are now starting little things that can do things that, oh, I was say, ah, what are these guys? But when I thought about it, I said, yeah, that makes sense. Actually, we start something small. And I, you men that you have been given that challenge within this house, and if there are other groups that you want to export it to, please export it. I think they said the challenge among them. said, do something special for the family. So I was asking my wife, so what will I do for you now? I said, well, I used to cook good soup for you. Used to. But it's not a matter of used to now. And since we said it should be something new, something fresh, I need to come up with something. Guys, we are challenging you. Start something. Start small. Start small. Hallelujah. Don't plan to change the whole world. Plan to change your own world. If you want to write that down, that will be helpful. Don't plan to change the whole world. Plan to change your own world. Start from there. 
weight, fitness, relationship. You know, all this relationship we've been talking about, and people have been pressurizing, Pastor, when shall we talk about marriage? Which we will, if the Lord leads us to, without any doubt. If you begin to take some of the things we've said today and see it as an opportunity for growth, do you know you can get a book out of it? I mean, the, uh, the book we wrote by the special grace of God on death. It was personal experience that spoiled it. And when we first taught it in church, we were saying, ah, Pastor, Pastor, I said, ah, half of it, I've lived it. Ah, there was a crisis this, man. And when I was telling you, you never believe it. I mean, I've shared it openly before. Now on social media, I think this will go very far. Belief, knock on my doors. Oh. And so somebody is saying, you've never, they know. They might, and they were not very good people, you know. They will come. They say, we came today to carry things away. And since we didn't meet you, they won't, they won't knock. Oh. They say, we are charging you 70 pounds. They will add 70 to the thing. Ah, brethren, but God brought us out. Amen? He brought us out well. And out of that, so whatever you are also going through, he will bring you out. And please remember, if you submit yourself unto God, you will profit out of it. That's the way it goes. I'm not just talking about material profit. Yes, material profit is excellent, but you will be a blessing to your generation. Amen. So, I, you know, you probably have heard of um, this wonderful minister of God, Joyce Meyer. With all due respect, she's uh, an elder uh, state woman now, an elder state person now in the gospel. Um, we, talk, we, we honor her, we respect her, she's doing a wonderful job, but at the end of the day, the cross of the message and everything and the attraction is the adversity she went through and came out from. Relationship with father, relationship with false relationship, husband or whatever. That is everything circles around her. How she was messing, uh, messing up her own opportunity to grow. When she will grumble. Listen, I challenge you. Listen to five messages. All the summary are there. And they're good. I'm no, 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 absolutely. Don't even go away with any contrary thought at all. What I'm simply is that if God can raise a woman to bless our generation through our adversity, through the crisis she's gone through. You know, this crisis is not only teaching about COVID virus. It's teaching about the rest of our lives because things will come. So why would I have thought about um, developing a winning strategy in times of crisis? Well, if I bring that topic, will you listen? No, you won't. And now what you are amassing now... God help that crisis that is coming in the future. I mean, that crisis is in trouble. So if I've come, I say, Pastor, why all this? Uh, which crisis? But now I have a good excuse. Or heaven has a good excuse to say, Son, go and prepare them. Anything that comes, they will be overcomers. And that's what you will be in the name of Jesus Christ. Conclusion this growth thing is God's idea and God induced. Amen? Don't waste it. Tell yourself, I won't waste it. Tell, tell yourself, tell yourself. Tell if you are listening to people, I won't waste it. I won't waste it. I won't grumble. I won't waste it. In fact, I know that we shall not remain the same after all this. And so shall it be for us in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. I believe that we've been able to take one or two things that God will bless upon our heart. It's helpful that if we pray right now, wherever you are, lift up your voices. Bless his holy name. Just as we spend a little time, you know, uh, ministering unto the Lord on the, on the keyboard and all the rest of that. And then let's, just, let's just bless him, magnify him, thank him. Thank him that this is an opportunity that you will not miss. This is an opportunity that is given unto you and you will profit out of it. 
we nearly almost even say, Lord, thank you for this. Almost. You know what I mean. I mean, we thank you in one sense for it because, ah, Lord, uh, my life will never remain the same after. Bless his holy name. And they begin to call on the name of the Lord. The Father, be my coach and instructor. Amen? Be my coach and instructor. There's nobody who has become anything without being taught. God has, he either teaches you directly or we raise people that will teach you. Best of boxers, they have instructors. Best of tennis players, they have coaches and instructors. But their own talent mixes with instruction. Who can teach better than the living God? So, Father, be my coach and instructor and lead me in the right way. Holy Spirit, to do the right thing. Lead me in the right way to do the right. Lead people into my life and lead me to people's life. Yes. So that your instruction, direct or indirect through people to me, will make me grow. Will make me grow. I, Chris Bailey, a few weeks and months from now, I will look back and say, see how far I've come. Mention your name. Mention your name. Mention your name wherever you are. Mention your name. Mention your name. You will look back and say, see how far the Lord has taken me. Because by his help, I have grown. I have grown. And I have developed the capacity. I've I've increased in capacity and developed the capability to deal with any challenge that may come in front. That may come ahead. That may, that may, or may even not. But I know I'm ready. Nothing small, nothing big shall overcome me because this crisis and this situation in the nation and nations will give me the needed edge to move to the next level in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' most wonderful name, we pray. We are victorious in Jesus' name. We are victorious. We are victorious. We are going higher. Hallelujah. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. We are going higher. Hallelujah. foundation of the earth 
you have taught it fit to make us design us to be men and women of unlimited capacity what, what which God shares his power ability and nature with his creature like you no evil human beings we don't we've not learned to share as you have oh we thank you you've had nothing back from us you've given us the creative ability as the human race and many don't acknowledge you we stand on their behalf to say lord ignore them we stand to say have mercy because all the solution to this that they have been looking for is found in you. If we acknowledge that our capacity is drawn from you, then that capacity will increase. If we don't disconnect from our source, and so we stand on behalf of this nation and nations of the world in this time of trouble and crisis, Lord, we acknowledge you first of all. And we say because of our installed capacity, we draw strongly from the heavenly resources. And we say, answers will come unto all the challenges that the nation and nations are facing right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. There will be lifting and deliverance. We pray specifically for the household of faith. Those named by your name. Those who are on the watchtower watching day and night and seeking your face. Lord, perform your promise, protection and power and promotion in our lives in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Help us, Daddy. Help us, Father. And we stand tall today. No shoulder shall be drooping anymore. Our heads are bowed to you, but for her, to every other thing, our heads are lifted. And we challenge them and we stand tall and we look them in the eyes and we deal with every challenge and opposition that is coming against us in the name of Jesus. Let the spirit of strength and power rest upon your children right now. Nobody shall feel weak. Nobody shall feel down. Nobody shall feel unable. Receive divine capacity and ability right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. As I remind myself and your people today, oh God, that we are not ordinary. And so shall we live lives that are extraordinary. And so shall we not crumble and wobble and, and stumble at every opportunity that you have given us in form of crisis. Uh -huh. Opportunity they are. We will not stumble or crumble or grumble concerning them. But we shall rise up to them and use those opportunities and rise to the higher level you desire for us in the name of the Lord Jesus. I speak to you, brother, grow. Kashitara. Sister, I speak to you, grow. Grow in the knowledge of the Lord. Grow in skills and capacity. Grow in the soft human skills that are required for you. For the high management place, the Lord is taking you. Grow now. Your stimulus may be in your home. Yes, use it and grow. Your stimulus may be in the neighbor. Use it and grow grow in the name of the Lord and let God our King be glorified. Thank you eternal Father. We give you all the honor and glory. In Jesus marvelous name we have prayed. Amen. Somebody shout hallelujah. Alright. Nearly forgot. We need to take the, I need to pray over what you have brought.
Lord as part of your worship. Uh, they will put the details on the screen. If you are giving by, um, or if you are listening in on the live stream, that's through our web page. Please go ahead and uh, take uh, press on the red button. If you are doing it through the Facebook, I think that's the blue button. And so their candidates also be, will, should be on your screen now. Um, so I'll give you a few minutes as I'm giving my... For more information on what you've heard, please visit our website at www.fountainoflove.org.uk. You'll also find other media presentations available to you. Stay blessed in Christ Jesus. Amen.